welcome to Pursuing Quality Long-Term Care, an educational podcast for individuals needing long-term care and their families. Join us as we talk with national experts and advocates about strategies you can use in the pursuit of quality long-term care. In this episode, Jerry Rothkopf of Rothkopf Law Group joins us to talk about where nursing home visitation is now, almost three years into the pandemic, and how everyone can spend time safely together this holiday season. Hi, everyone. Since the start of the pandemic, residents and families have had a lot of uncertainty during the holidays regarding visitation and the requirements for residents who want to leave their facilities, either for a few hours to have a holiday meal with friends or families or to stay with loved ones overnight for a few days. Things have changed a lot in the past few years as the result of changing CMS and CDC guidance. Two things I want to emphasize at the start of this podcast today is that everything we talk about today is guided by resident rights. We're going to talk about what happens and what's different in certain situations, but two rights that residents have that we want to make clear at the outset are that residents have the right to leave their facilities and that residents have the right to visitors. What that looks like might be a little different, but those rights exist, and if you're in a facility that is denying you either of those rights, you should contact your long-term care ombudsman program immediately. We're very happy today to be joined by Jerry Rothkopf to talk about where we are now, two and a half years, almost three years into the pandemic. Thanks for joining us, Jerry. Um, I think something that people are really interested in over the holidays, especially, is residents being able to leave their facilities. So to start with that, what, what rights do residents have regarding leaving their facilities to get dinner with friends or to spend some time with family? And how is that different than the past couple of years? Well, first of all, um, Jocelyn, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you to you and Consumer Voice for this important topic and giving the, the opportunity. So much appreciated. And I, and I um, value and all of the work that Consumer Voice does. You're a great advocate for residents and their families in a nursing home setting. So um, thank kudos you. to you and happy holidays, by the way. Happy holidays. So, um, <laughs> happy holidays. Thank you. So the the question the first of all let me just preface this by saying when when families are considering taking their loved ones out of a community whether it's for the day for whether whether it's just to go to, to lunch or whether it's for a holiday celebration what i think there needs to be a, communi- a communication is the key so the first thing to know is from a residence rights perspective the first thing i would ask is the nursing home itself, the resident or the family should ask the nursing home, what are your current policies that are in place? Because sometimes there's miscommunication. So it's important to ask, what is your current policy? If I bring my mom home for a holiday celebration, for for Hanukkah, um, for Christmas, for Kwanzaa, just to be with family, and they're with us, not necessarily overnight, but for four or five hours, and we bring them back. Um, what, what, what are your policies? Are you going to require testing? Are you going to uh, should, uh, are you going to require my mom wear a mask while in while in in a family members' home? So I, I think. It, we'll get into possibly overnight visits in a, in, a, in a bit, but the first thing to do is ask, what is your policy? Um, but first off, as you indicated, the resident has every right to leave the community. Now, 
I guess from a from a I guess a pragmatic perspective, um, should they leave? I guess is the first question, and and, and um, so I think that's in consultation with possibly the, um, the nursing home medical providers. Uh, for example, if your loved one has significant dementia, is is it a good idea to leave? Because it's not as you probably know, working in this field, it's not unusual for the um, a family member with significant with advanced dementia to be just subject to increased confusion being outside their environment. And they might want to go back to the nursing home because right. they, there's a comfort level right. there. So, so you have to look at this from a, several different perspectives in addition to you know, from a, a public health situation. So it's not an easy answer, but overall the resident has every right um, to leave the community. Um, but the nursing home has also a right to put to use um, COVID-19 protocols in place where they may require your loved one to have a, a, a COVID test and to prove negativity prior to returning the to the community um, in, uh, in, uh, in addition to require masking. So it, it, we're, it, it's not as you indicated, the draconian nature it was two years ago, Mm -hmm. where there are there's quarantine required but the the community can still place limitations um uh, and some certain uh, medical procedures in place upon your return uh, but the resident and their family has uh, every right to leave the community that's the bottom line great and i think one other thing i would maybe add and i, I think you got at this a little bit but i hadn't thought about before we started talking is probably the very first question is to find out if the resident wants to leave i mean the choice again should really be theirs and it shouldn't be the family saying we want to take them home so we're going to take them home again the the right should lie with the resident um you mentioned leaving overnight um and i do know one thing that the cms guidance states is that Visitors who leave overnight are treated a little bit differently than visitors who leave for a holiday meal or for a couple hours during the day. They're treated the same way that new admissions are treated. Um, and so can we just talk about that for a minute? I think it's many of the same um, sort of COVID-19 protocols you already talked about, but it does change things a little bit from the facility's perspective if a resident leaves for a few days or even for 24 hours. Jocelyn, you refer to CMS guidance, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Yes. I believe the most recent guidance that I'm familiar with was updated in September 2022. And it mm -hmm. does refer to um, overnight visits. Now, according uh, on, um, for CMS, which, which is regulates uh, all nursing homes um, in the United States, the, the protocol is that nursing homes may treat overnight stays um, as and returning to the nursing home as a new admission. So that could mean that they could require quarantining in some cases, possibly upon uh, depend. It could mean um, testing, certainly. Mm -hmm. It could mean that they, the resident is required to wear a mask. So overnight visits, although certainly not prohibited, the nursing homes do have the prerogative, according to CMS guidance, um, to treat uh, um, the ret return of that resident as a new admission. So, and that's very important for, for families to understand. And that's why communicating um, with the nursing home, if the mm -hmm. intent is to take your loved one, spouse, parent, 
out of the nursing home and for an overnight stay after midnight, in other words, um, it's, it's, it's important to understand what the, the nursing home will require. And, uh, I'm, and I'm sure there are families who don't fully comprehend what would be required upon returning. And you're right. I think it, it's, it's, in many cases, um, some, it's, a, it, it's sometimes assumed that the, the mom or dad want to leave. Well, that's a, uh, maybe it's in, in a pragmatic sense. Sometimes it's best possibly to have your holiday get together at the nursing home in some circumstances. Uh, so yes. it, it, again, the, the pros and cons yeah. do have to be weighed, but everyone has a right to leave either for, for just a few hours or certainly overnight. And however, leaving overnight could also um, have some, some unintended consequences in addition to um, increased protocols, health, health protocols um, for COVID-19 prevention. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Um, what what other sort of sure. implications come from that? Well, the question is, how is the bill going to be paid? If if you leave, for example, as as I'm sure you know, and many of our of the listeners know, um, Medicare covers up to the first 100 days for skilled nursing care. So if you're within that Medicare covered stay period, um, the, uh, you have a right to, to leave the community. But if you, are, if, you, if, you're, if you return after midnight, it's a non-covered Medicare stay. So the nursing home would have the right to bill that resident privately for that stay because it would be a non-Medicare covered stay. It doesn't mean you no longer need skilled care. You have a right to leave the community overnight, but that not, that one day would not be a Medicare covered stay, and it would be out of pocket expense for the time you're not in you're you're not within the community. So that so uh, so that's for the if you're a Medicare covered stay, um, and there's and and if you're if you are if your loved one is receiving and qualifies for Medicaid, it's a different process. Uh, for, for Medicaid purposes, it would be what would be um, characterized as a quote, end quote, therapeutic leave. And since Medicaid in, in, um, is, is uh, a quasi-federal and state program, it's important to understand each, each state's uh, definition of what characterizes as a therapeutic leave. Um, and so, for example, uh, in New Jersey, I practice in, I'm, I'm located in the Philadelphia metro region. Uh, Rothkopf Law Group, a managing attorney of Rothkopf Law Group, practices in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So uh, each state has a certain amount of days of therapeutic leave. I, I, in, in New Jersey, it's 24 days of therapeutic leave. And in Pennsylvania, it's 30 days. So the nursing home can get reimbursed if it's characterized as a therapeutic leave. Um, and um, the nursing home would be required to hold your bed. Um, but so it's important to understand what the reimbursement is, because there is a distinction uh, for an overnight stay for, for reimbursement under Medicare versus Medicaid. Of course, a resident is, is private pay, meaning your Medicare days have ended and you're not eligible for Medicaid. Then, of course, it would still re remain out of pocket expense, even though you're, you're, you're not a resident for that 
overnight uh, stay. I'm really glad you brought that up. I think people, especially this time of year, when you're thinking about taking a loved one home, that isn't something that they are immediately thinking about. So it's important for people to take all of this into consideration. And the one other thing about overnight stays that I would add, I know back at the very beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were thinking about taking their loved ones out of facilities in general, because it was a very scary time. They wanted to bring people home. Um, and I know we put out a resource at that time that talked a lot about sort of what that means and the things you need to consider before you do that outside of the health implications from COVID-19 or other viruses and outside of um, um, the financial implications. Having a loved one who's in a nursing home stay with you overnight can be really difficult. The amount of care that you need to provide, you need to make sure that your home is set up to take care of them. So by no means am I saying people shouldn't take loved ones out overnight. And in many cases, I think it can be done very easily, but in other cases, it is gonna be complicated. And there's a lot to think about regarding all of it before you just go and make that decision. Um, Absolutely, with that, I mean, it's a, I was gonna say, it's, it, it's a, it's a matter of personal choice. And, and even though the child thinks it might be the best thing, but it really needs to be thought out among all family members with the parents' involvement. Um, you know, is the, is the parent able to navigate steps? Uh, right. And, uh, and right. so, you know, and um, many nursing home residents, of course, have some level of dementia. So um, is that all that noise and, uh, and, basically possibly if they've been in the nursing home for a significant period of time, taking them out of their element, is that a pro or a con? And all that needs to be analyzed. There's no easy answer. Every situation is individualized. Right. And so with that, you know, something you mentioned earlier is that sometimes it is going to be easier to have your holiday celebration at the facility. And so with that, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, about where we are with visitation right now. Um, you know, what does it look like for residents in terms of having friends and family coming to visit them this holiday season? Well, it's now, we're recording this on December 12th. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we, I just, I just heard a, a news blip the other day, and my wife mentioned this to me. She goes, she said to me, you know, and she she um, she put um, uh, a, um, a a Kate um, uh, uh, masks on uh, on top of my briefcase at home. She <laughs> goes, you know, you should be re really wearing these now, and you should tell all your clients to wear them. So I'm giving you. Um, here's two dozen masks because I, I, I suggest you wear that. Um, you, you use them now because it's getting bad, a combination uh, of um, RSV, the flu, and COVID-19 all kind of coming together in this early winter, late fall. So, and I know the CDC guidance now, I'm the director of, this, of the CDC, uh, I think just came out last week and says everyone should be wearing masks at this point, once again. Right. Now, of course, I'm seeing more and more people wearing masks. So the reason I, pre I preface the saying the visitation because that all needs to be kept in mind. Um, and But the, C the CMS guidance is that there can be no restrictions on visitation. That's the CMS guidance in nursing homes, no restrictions on visitation. So that's still the guidance as, as we speak on December 12th. Of course, that could be subject to change. However, nursing homes can, can put 
um, some restriction on visitation, either they, and certainly temperature checks, um, they can require masks and, and it's strongly advised that um, vis all visitors wear, wear masks. They take, and, and, and part of it is localized. What, what is the um, healthcare status in your particular county? Even in townships, even in your township. Um, so it's very, it's the issues regarding visitation to a certain extent, it's very localized. And nursing homes can um, put limited restrictions in the sense they can require go to, you must be in a common area. In other words, if it's a semi-private room, they may not, they can, they can restrict the family having it, getting together in a room if there's another resident. They may require you go to a certain, they can, um, the, the six, six feet distance can be, can be um, uh, required as well. Um, they can also require you again to, to maybe limit you um, only to not resident areas, but common areas only. Um, and maybe they, they say, oh, well, you can meet the resident with your loved one, but it's going to be in the lounge. We can't, we don't want people going into this area because we have COVID positive residents, et cetera, et cetera. So generally speaking, there can be no restrictions, outright restrictions on visitations, but based upon the most recent guidance and, C and CMS um, uh, promulgations, each community, each nursing home can put some um, reasonable limited restrictions based upon the health, the um, COVID-19, uh, uh, um, COVID-19 in your particular county or your particular township. Right. And so that's all really helpful. Um, something when the CMS guidance came out that we saw and Consumer Voice put out a document about this recently on masking is that you know, and, and I personally completely agree with you and your wife. I think everyone right now, especially I live in DC, I know you're also in the Northeast in this area, COVID numbers are going up a lot. Um, and something that the, the CMS guidance said was that in nursing homes, nursing homes are treated like healthcare facilities. And so while most of the community is being guided by a CDC metric called community levels, COVID community levels, which continue to I think be pretty reasonable, moderate or low, healthcare facilities, including nursing homes are guided by community transmission levels. And that's the community levels, I think talk about um, how many hospitalizations are because of COVID, how many medical staff are out with COVID, but the community transmission levels are looking at how much COVID is in your community right now, as you said, and it, this can be done on a very localized level. There's a map on the CDC webpage and when we first saw this guidance and put out this document on masking in October, I think about half the country had high community transmission levels. When I looked at that map last Friday, 72% of the country had high community transmission levels. And in any regional area with high community transmission levels, nursing homes can absolutely require you to wear a mask. Um, and you should wear a mask because we're talking about very vulnerable people living in these facilities. Um, the, other, the other requirement that I think is, is not really questioned is if you are not vaccinated and you should be vaccinated before you go into a nursing home. Um, but if you're not vaccinated, vaccinated, the facility can also require you to wear a mask at all times or if you don't wanna disclose your status. Um, the other thing that that CMS guidance continues to say is that, as you pointed out, at busy times, 
they can require some distancing within the facility. So it might be a situation where you go to visit your loved one for a holiday meal and you might not be able to have that holiday meal at the same time as everyone else in the facility. They might time things out and just have things look a little different than they looked in 2019. Um, the the next question I wanted to ask is how, what about assisted livings? Um, how, how are things different there? Oh, I mean, actually I was going to bring it up, so thank you. <laughs> and I couldn't think of the terminology, community transmission rate, and I couldn't think yes. of that terminology, so thank you, Jocelyn. No worries. Uh, thank you. So the, uh, you know, I was gonna, assisted living is, is in, in many cases, um, merged with nursing homes. And they're not, as you know, they're not the same. So the guidance right. necessarily is not the same. CMS guidance only applies to, to skilled nursing facilities. It does not apply to assisted living communities. Assisted living communities, as I know you, you know, are governed by state law. Um, in most states, including New Jersey and Pennsylvania, um, the, uh, the, the state's Department of Health really cohorts assisted living and nursing homes together in relation to um, COVID-19 transmission and, 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 um, and minimizing transmission. So, but uh, the CMS guidance technically does not apply to assisted living communities or in some states assisted living communities are referred to like Pennsylvania as personal care homes. Um, and the, but in essence, the community transmission rate pursuant to a New State Department of Health guidelines really applies to assisted living. So in short, the same precautions and visitation um, uh, uh, for residents, either, either unlimited visitation versus reasonable restrictions. In essence, if, if it applies to nursing homes, it also should, should apply to assisted living communities in that particular community. I mean, in all sense and purposes, they should have the same guidelines that, that, uh, that are in place. Um, technically, they're different because one's governed by federal law, nursing homes, state law, assisted livings. Um, but I would refer to each state's de um, Department of Health for specific guidance. But as the rule of thumb, the same I would utilize the same precautions that nursing home uses that for assisted livings. Um, and it's a balancing act and you know that. I mean, especially if we saw what happened with, with COVID and the devastation, quarantining and isolation um, wrought thereafter for residents. So, I mean, we're still struggling with where is that proper balance between the right. autonomy that the residents deserve and require um, versus protection. There is no easy answer. And of course, to a certain extent, assisted living and nursing homes may have a different point of view than from a resident perspective and, or even from a family perspective. So you're juggling the needs of, the, of the, the community versus the needs of the resident versus the needs of the family. And you would hope that all three can come together for that reasonable balance. And that's why I said before, whether you live in an assisted, whether your loved one is in an assisted living or a nursing home, it's very important to have that communication, whether it's the executive director, whether, whether it's the, the, the director of social services, um, sometimes there's like a concierge type. Um, it's important to understand, even before you place your loved one in any community, before they go, what are the requirements 
um, regarding or the limitations, reasonable um, limitations on visitation. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a partnership between the, the community, the resident and the family. And you would hope all through, all, you would hope at least, although it doesn't always happen, of course, that all three would work in concert together for what's in the best interest of that particular resident. Well, it's funny because I was just about to ask you what families and residents should take away from all of this. And I think you just answered that. But if there's anything else you want to add to that, feel free. Uh, you know, as I said, I mean, you're right. I pretty much answered that. I mean, the takeaway is it, communication is the key. Right. And you have to, and, and, and it, you know, it, and I think families should also understand, you, you know, unlimited visitation with a disclaimer. Yes. Um, that although there's technically unlimited visitation. I think families of loved ones, whether it's in assisted living or nursing homes, need to take a pragmatic approach. And especially as we enter the winter months, at least according to the CDC, um, if, if you're not vaccinated, the safest bet is, um, is obviously don't visit, but that's not always practical. You know, certainly mask up, um, testing, if the, the facility can require testing if you're, if you're unvaccinated, um, get those boosters, um, yes. I, I've seen statistics and that those, those, you know, the, for, for whatever reason, there's, um, most older adults are not, did not receive the booster shot. Um, and there's a variety of rationales, I guess, why beyond scope of our discussion, but, um, get, tr get as, as much protection as you can, um, uh, and basically use common sense. If you're not feeling well, don't visit your loved one. Um, and I mean, it's it's met really to a certain extent. It's common sense, uh, but but again, it's a it's a balance. And government regulations, nursing homes, families, residents all are all struggling with that balance. And uh, you know, uh, hope hopefully um, it wouldn't be as bad as at least what the CDC says it may be going forward. Um, and we can enjoy it. We, you, you, can, you can spend time with your loved ones for the holidays, but you know, use proper precautions and everyone will be safe on the other end. Well, I think that's great advice. And thank you so much for being here. I actually am gonna end by sort of reiterating some of what you said, um, because there are a few things that Consumer Voice does wanna remind people. And I think Jerry just hit on all of them, but if you're visiting a nursing home and you are not yet, please get vaccinated and boosted and encourage your loved ones and facilities to do the same because as Jerry just pointed out, the numbers are not where they should be, even for residents of nursing homes. And this is predicted to be a very long, difficult winter by the CDC because of the combination of COVID, the flu, RSV, and the best way to protect people in nursing homes right now is through vaccinations. Um, and as we mentioned before, if you are not fully vaccinated or if you refuse to disclose your status, or if you are one of the people living in 72% of the country that currently has a high COVID community transmission rate, you will likely be required to wear a mask. Even if none of that is the case for you, still consider wearing a mask. Nursing homes are not like other places in the community. Your loved one, their friends, they are more vulnerable and more likely to be hospitalized and have complications this winter if they get sick. And finally, and Jerry, you touched on this too, if you are sick, 
don't visit a nursing home. Like you said, that is common sense. If you're sick, just stay at home generally this winter. Um, you know, it is, like you said, it's possible for this winter to look different, certainly than 2020, than 2021, um, and for everyone to be able to spend time together safely. But we all need to take the necessary precautions to help keep vulnerable people safe. So happy holidays. Thank you so much to you and Consumer Voice for everything you do. Keep up the fantastic advocacy work that, that you do on a daily basis. And happy holidays and stay safe all. Thanks. It was great having you today. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us on Pursuing Quality Long-Term Care. This podcast is a program of the National Consumer Voice for Quality Long-Term Care. Make sure to visit our website, theconsumervoice.org slash pursuingquality, where you can subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and find more information and resources. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode. 